Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizza! <laughs> oh my God. Yizza! I love that for us. That was magical. It's complete. Oh my god! And utter brilliance. <laughs> Can I do it again? No. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. What happened? What's in there? <clears throat> Hello. Hey, girl. <laughs> oh hi. <laughs> hi. How's everything oh, on this splendid day that the Lord hath made? I will oh. rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> You know what? Speaking of that, you know what? I randomly asked. I can't even say his name because it'll start talking to me. It starts. It's. I can spell it. Uh, can I spell it? A L E X A. Did I spell it right? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I asked that girl, I said, "Girl, play um, something about the name Jesus." I don't know why, <laughs> but like, she started playing it, not- and I said, "Oh." That song gets me. How does that song go? Something about the name Jesus. You don't know that song? Girl, no. You know I didn't know. Oh, it's Kirk Franklin and them. You know Kirk. We doing his thing now. He do. Oh, he gets you going. He I got does. another one. He makes if me rejoice. If you want to cry, uh-huh. if you if you want to weep. If anybody needs a good cry and they feeling um backed up, what's that song? Um No he'll never I'm gonna listen to Kirk. He'll never put um, he'll never put more on me than I can bear. Before Jojo goes to school tomorrow, I'm like Joe, you need to listen to this before you go take that spelling bee, my queen. Oh, she listen. She should. He'll never put more on her than she can bear. Listen, get it in your head, Joe. She be like, listen, the way (laughs) I'm stressed, I failed, (laughs) but I can bear it. And Joe, so what a song say, Joe? <laughs> what a song say? <laughs> anyway, what's cracking like it, Sheila? I want to retract. I, I want to retract what I had said last week. I was showing my disappointment and confusion with Rami, and I take it back. That is a masterpiece, okay? I Saturday night, I um, I dealt with loneliness. Oh no! In a deep way. And it was okay. It was good for me to sit with it. It was good for me to sit with it and to be with myself. I was talking to you for a long time. I got some. I was duck. about to say, didn't I talk to you? Why were you? <laughs> I got some. I duck was lonely talking with to some you. Some buns, and some shrimp fried oh. rice, and some bok choy. I went home and ate it very quickly till my <laughs> stomach ache. <laughs> I went in my bed and lied down, and I proceeded to watch Rami for a good three hours. I watched the entire season, basically. And I just finished it. 
But just to go to back to that, I felt loneliness or I felt like I felt empty nest syndrome in a way mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. like, all right, Jojo, shut up. <laughs> no, stop. I, stop. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. People said that we need to affirm each other more. Somebody wrote that Somebody in a DM. Somebody like, that. Yes, they <laughs> did. They were like, I just feel like I can't tell if y'all really listening to each other because don't nobody, you don't like agree or nothing while I'll the other person mm-hmm, talking. And say, oh, mm, that's my <laughs> thing. Mm. Anyway. That was my attempt. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, JoJo was with her dad. I wasn't with Rashid. I was by myself, and I was tempted to feel sorry for myself, but I was like, no, this is great. You need to lean into this loneliness. Where is it going to take you? And I realized that I wanted to immediately fill it up with TV, and I sat with myself, and I watched that, and I felt (laughs) that. And I was like, wow, this is wild. This is an interesting ride. So I'm 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 gonna embrace that a little bit more um and create some more time for loneliness for myself. Cause that was a gaping <laughs> hole. That was a gaping a bit. That was a quicksand. I, Child, I was I, ready to die. I said, what the fuck I is really this feeling? F- see, you was ready to die. I really feel away right now. Because first of all, you talked to me about 50, 11 times on Saturday. We had numerous calls throughout the day if you remember felt it. i still felt it in the bed and this i was bitch like had one day of being by herself i know without she having almost a child crumbled. to harass me or a partner to harass me or for me to harass the partner rather i was like mm, rashid don't give me that energy <laughs> But All right, well. Rami's a masterpiece. I recommend everybody go watch it. It is absurd, like I said, like Larry David and Woody Allen, but it is deep. It is good, 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 good television. Applause to um, him. Gerard, what's his name? Carmichael. Carmichael. Apparently co-wrote on it. Gerard's oh, really? going to come to Philly, and I don't want to go see him. That's fucked up, right? You should, because what's-her-face is oh. friends with him, and she trying to bring him in our friend group. Oh what? Remember? <laughs> I said, I'm like, I know that girl. You, I'm like, my <laughs> like, bitch. No, but I don't find his stand up funny. Oh my god, the way that you shoot us in our own feet. Damn, the he way won't be our friend. He probably wanted possibly... one nigga to tell him like it is. Gerard, you're brilliant. <laughs> what you did, I liked your HBO special, but I can't get jiggy with the other special. I gotta go. But All right, still please. my friend. You I'm like are really, so... you're a real friend. You're so annoying in so many ways. I love you. But shut up, please. I think he's brilliant. Well, I have to send you a voicemail because someone specifically called about Rami, but they were giving away too many. um, They were? Like, they were giving away stuff. And I was like, girl, I can't can't play this because people will be mad. So I'll send it to you. Please. Shout out to the My updates. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll be next Thursday. My birthday will be the next day. Wow. The baby, the baby of the group is not a baby. I'm telling you, I, I sat with someone (laughs) last month and they said, they asked me, I forget what they asked. I forget how it came up, but they asked about like what I was doing the next two weeks. I was like, Oh, I have a birthday coming up. And then I had mentioned, like, oh, I'm older than you. And I told this person how old I was. And their response was, 
wow, you look really good for your age. And I said, oh, I'm there. <laughs> I'm at that point in my life <laughs> where somebody like- is telling me that I look good for my old ass age. I said, wow, okay. Shout out to me. It's getting tricky over here a little bit, but you know, I'm, um, I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm a little anxious. I have to be honest. Um, for those of you that don't know, Shanti and Amanda and Jasmine and Jade, they're they're throwing me a shindig in New York. It seems like it is going to be an event of events. It's giving production. It's giving the I... highlight of 2023. <laughs> it's really... giving red carpet. It's giving pictures. Oh God. It's it better not be. The top tier a celebrities who in the podcast world at least <laughs> okay well it's giving celebrities jasmine motherfucking sullivan is helping throw your party like who gets to say that well i can't it's it's gonna be stop <laughs> she did help with when we celebrated you for saving <laughs> what is wrong with you i'll throw your party she bought the cake, the real cute cake that had the dollar signs on it. Remember? And it was like, congratulations, Shanti, that had bamboo earrings oh, on it. Were, that was very cute. It was, was cute. Iconic. That Jerk. Was um, I'm I, I'm not used to people spending a whole bunch of money on me and effort and time like this, so it's making me uncomfortable. I have to be honest. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. You are driving me absolutely crazy. I I I got to really just, you're driving me crazy. Every time you ask me what I'm wearing, oh. who's doing my hair, what, did I do? what shoe. I sent Shanti a shoe. She's like, no, I don't like it. She's telling me I need to get a white boot. I'm like, I don't have a white boot. I'm not doing all this. You have to. I'm not. The pressure is I ha- on you I to will- make this party good for all of us and worth all of this effort that we're putting <laughs> into it. You have to be the bell of the ball. You have to be no. the showstopper. You I don't have even to. You have uh, to well, step into this. You have to get cozy. You have to be an alien superstar. You have well, to. In order for me to get cozy, I have to feel like myself. And y'all want me to come up in there. That Jasmine says she don't want to see a curl. Not she look said, like yourself. <laughs> she said, I don't. <laughs> if you come in there looking like your fucking self, I will flip that motherfucker she over. Said, this birthday is for us, bitch. You better come in here. And be somebody else for the night. All right. They everybody, they want me to wear a high ponytail. High ponytail. My peak straight back biracial self came out. And I was like, I don't know how to get a high ponytail. Do I buy the hair and take it somewhere? Do they supply the hair? Who do I go to? What salon just doing ponytails? I don't know. It's so basic. I'm gonna have to take the Instagram tonight. Well, after we record Ask somebody, like, get, where do I doing. get a high ponytail? That's and I also don't want a high ponytail. I have a really big head, and I'm going to be menstruating. Girl, you wear a bun all the time. And it's embarrassing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. I see my head right now, girl. I see no. it. I got a big head. It's, my cheeks are going to be even more round because I'm going to be holding all of the water weight from the menstruation. It's, it's going to be tricky that day. Y'all might have to talk me off the ledge. I don't know. And like and lastly, I just want to say into this. You okay, wear your hair my... curly. You do what you want to do. <laughs> do what you have to do. But you we are... tried. We tried. <laughs> okay. We tried. And it's going right. to be okay. 
You're going to look cute. It's going to be fabulous. Okay. Say less. Um, but the day of my birthday, the party is the next day. The day of my birthday, I took the day off. Okay. I'm so happy I did that because this job is stressing me out. Woo. I took the day off. I am going to get Reiki. Oh. I'm going to get acupuncture and I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to sit. I want to sit really quietly you and really Reiki, still. You get Reiki, acupuncture, and massage. Yeah. I Damn. Am. I'm going to go see my man, Michael. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell anybody where Michael is because Michael touched me. He touched me this week because I had, I, I'm going to get into it, but I had some stress. And my my whole back was locked up. And when he sent me home, I was feeling better, but he sent me home with all kinds of bruises. Michael. Oh, Michael took care of me, though, in a way that I haven't been cared for in a long time. I love him. Shout out to Michael. I'm going to go see Michael. Michael, again, dirt cheap massages. Say less. I'm there. But I'm going to go get Reiki from, I'm not going to shout it out yet because I want to see make sure it's good. I'll follow up next week. But it's a black-owned spot in Bed-Stuy. I'm very excited. Have you ever had um, Reiki before? I have. I had it oh. with Harriet's Apothecary. Um, and I also had it in Costa Rica. So... I like Reiki, hmm. so I, I'm excited. But mainly, I just want to sit still. I want to set my intentions. I love. I want to just like yes. I, I'm thinking, and we have to work this out because I'm hoping that we're all gonna get together and like get dressed together on Saturday. And I can. I don't know how that's gonna work though, because hmm. I haven't heard if folks are sleeping over where they're staying or anything like that. Like, should I get an Airbnb? I asked Amanda. She was supposed to ask y'all. I don't know if she did, but I was thinking about riding, taking a a long road trip, uh, maybe up to the Hudson Valley on on my birthday and just like watching the leaves change. Your birthday is after the event. My birthday is the day before. I was born on the 14th. The event's on the 15th. But after the event is when you're trying to go to Hudson. No, it's a it's just a road trip. You come right back the same day. You can do it in the same day. All right. Anyway, nobody cares about this, but it's exciting. Be invested. It's exciting. We'll see. Um, how I, I'm excited to just be around folks and enjoy myself. You I really better am. not not do all that stuff you said. You better not be stressing trying to get this, that, and the third together before your birthday. You better. I go. might have to because you told me I can't look no, like you're myself. You gonna wind your hair? You gonna surrender? We're gonna surrender. You gonna do? I'm gonna see if I could get good. y'all a little. I've never had a ponytail in my head. I don't even you know how I'm gonna feel. I have never had a a, a weave ponytail. No. When would I have done that? I've never had a. Did I have a weave before? Yeah, yeah I had, I had, had tracks once. Blonde wig and for prom. Yeah, I had tracks like... once, but that was in like high school. I don't know how to do it, so somebody got to do it. Anyway, if oh, but they won't hear it in time. They won't hear it in time. Damn, I got to take to we Instagram. Need the, we need y'all. Speaking of they, we have voicemails, <clears throat> and I'm really excited about today's episode because we have a special guest. And we're going to be talking about the business of marriage. But before we do that, we always have to start our episodes with our Around the Way Curls community. And I have to community. say, what did I say? Community. <laughs> okay, Shati. <laughs> um, I have to say, I just, I, this is like the highlight of the week for me when I see these voicemails come in. So 
Uh, anyway, without further ado, here is the first one. Hi, Shanti. Hi, Antoinette. Um, my name is DJ, and I love y'all's podcast. I love y'all's vibe and everything. Um, still kind of awkward calling. But anyways, I was just listening to your podcast, the episode, The Touch Deprivation. And um, it really hit home with me because I just recently left my husband of like five years because I'm realizing like it was a lot of stuff but one of the biggest things were like I had to for the past year literally ask him for a hug or for a kiss and then at times like when I would ask it would be returned in like a again are you serious and it's like you know, keep in mind, I'm a, I was a stay at home mom. He was a firefighter. So that means he was gone sometimes up to 48 hours at a time and only home for a day. And then, you know, it's just me and my kids and I love my kids and I love their touch and their hugs. It honestly is what have kept me sane. But because of my history, because of being a survivor of sexual abuse as a child and you know, just that led to, like, just the history of me with men. Um, you know, I've accepted to myself that, you know, like, touch is one of my biggest love languages. And it doesn't even always have to be sexual. Just being affectionate with a man, you know. And it, it literally, like, it depressed me. It made me, like, he made me feel like I was crazy for, you know, asking that much of him you know like I was just asking for too much I should be happy because he provides and I'm home with the kids and that should be more than enough you know and it wasn't and it wasn't until like I got into therapy and with a life coach that I realized like these needs were important to me and were important to my being and my way of life um yeah so I guess I'm just agreeing with what you guys said and um, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Um, yeah, love y'all. Bye. Oh, DJ. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that that was the the vibes when she was talking. When she said, you know, he should be. When she said she was a stay at home mom, I immediately went to like, and we're gonna actually pro- most likely get into this later. But that there's that trade off, right? Of like because I provide everything else is, should be enough. And, um, and we get caught in these roles that we play and we tap out of, you know, our humanity, but I'm really glad that you listened to yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, that you were like, wait a minute. And even if you weren't clear, you know, it sounds like then you were like, okay, I'm going to go get therapy. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a life coach. I'm going to get some people, some community around me. What were you talking about last week? You need a council um, of people to help you make council big decisions. Of folks. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a mom who, with a father that wasn't very affectionate. And my mom was always asking for touch. Mm-hmm. And it fucked up my perspe- perception of what women deserve and what they should be asking for so for you to kind of model this for your children and and 
be able to explain that to them. Hopefully, um, when they have the ability to process, I think it's so important because otherwise it gets, you know, they see this kind of like denial and they mm -hmm. think that, again, wanting your needs met equals you are being needy or desperate or like th that was the way that I interpreted my mother trying to have her needs met as like, girl, why are you? Yeah, relax. Why are you like that? And then in my relationships, I was the one that was like, I can I can never want anything. I can never like, it won't catch me mm -hmm. out here acting like that. So shout out to you for, yeah, standing up and, and getting your needs met and being able to hold so much at one time. Because even in you getting your needs met, there's some, you know, there's the difficulty of, being alone and and yeah the family dynamics changing so blessings to you yeah really brave courageous brave uh -oh. yeah we have another one here we are peace peace uh this is brother jamar um <laughs> i actually pocket dialed you guys earlier i was i was uh actually going to call you about the last episode um, about touch. Um, then the Instacart people came and yeah. But anyway, I'll make this very short and quick. Um, for one, I'm glad that internet is safe. Um, this is a, that's a call back to the whole AirPod, AirPod debacle that happened with you. Um, glad that Shanti's doing well in her business. As far as, you know, your, um, internet's like touch deprivation and, things of that nature just stay the course like your energy i always tell you this on twitter your energy is too great that how can i put this your energy is too good and too massive for something beautiful not to happen to you like eventually you will find exactly who you need and who you deserve and who deserves you um I am currently about to watch this pineapple show because, man, that dynamic and you, I got to see that. Um, before I go, Shanti, I, I want to see you on different podcasts. Like, I, I think you will be an amazing, like, guest on different podcasts. So, um, looking forward to that. Once again, peace and love and blessings. One. Better prophesize and strategize for a nigga. Yes. You better for speak so. life into us. Oh, my God. Also, Brother Jamar, who are you on Twitter? Tell me. Brother Reveal Jamar. yourself, King. Um, a couple things. First of all, thank you. You are so kind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I really appreciate that. I, I got a lot of affirmations um, after that episode. So all of y'all are really kind. I do have to talk about the pineapple show. <laughs> Jade and XD, they do like kind of watch parties or whatever on their Patreon. They have chosen that. Oh my <laughs> As God. As the thing <laughs> they're going to watch that. I love and that. commentate on. And I was like, I hate you so much. She turned it on. Apparently, she turned it on with Tristan. And the way that they were calling me all night and sending me videos of my face, I didn't even realize I was making these faces. 
And she said, girl, we sat down to have ourselves a little adult night and ended up watching the whole thing and just cackling. I love I said, that. Oh, my God. Don't you can bring so, in entertainment, bringing in relationships closer, helping people bond. Child. Girl. Yeah, my own, my own demise. And second, soon enough, you're going to hear Shanti on a guest spot on a podcast because she bringing her raggedy self up oh. to New York. And what you going to do, girl? Beyond See the Thing is podcast with Bridget <laughs> and Mandy. I cannot stand <laughs> Terrified. You. Petrified. You better not be. You don't act like you don't know them. You met Bridget, right? It's fleeting. Oh, but you know Mandy. You've met Mandy. I mean, yeah. That you're going to be fine. to know yeah. you. <laughs> anyway, I'm very excited. I I feel I've always said this to you, Shanti. You need to be doing guest spots. You're brilliant. You're <laughs> hilarious. And I don't know why that you haven't just done that. Jade has been asking for you to come on. When you gonna do it? She did, and then we just our paths didn't align. So when you gonna follow up? Girl, go to the next. Uh, this is not a <laughs> consultation. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen not a life her. coaching. She's session. a girl. All right, next up. Hey y'all, this is my first time calling in. Um, I am responding, and I'm pretty sure y'all have had several people respond to this, but I'm going to anyway. So just so you know, uh. Ursula's character is based off of a drag queen. Literally, like, you can search that and you will find it, which is why a lot of people are pissed off that they are um, not using a black queer woman or a uh, drag queen for Ursula's, like, character in these live actions that they're doing. I think Sarah, whatchamacallit, is supposed to play the annoying white lady, is supposed to play her in the new one that... Uh, Halle Bailey is in but um, if you search uh, LGBTQ villains you're going to see Scar you're going to see Jafar you're going to see Harley Quinn you're going to see you're going to see all these characters and part of that is because there was a gay guy who was working for Disney back in the day and he was very big in the production and art of everything um, that we now know as the golden era, the renaissance era of Disney. And um, this is something that across film, especially Western film, or especially in uh, other places in the world that are like heavily westernized, colonized places, that is a trope that has been used. By the way, I'm a sociologist, I'm a black queer woman, so... I promise you, I've had whole discussions with people about this um, and people who are really big fans of, uh, you know, Disney and other big entities in, in, in entertainment um, have had big discussions. I'm pretty sure you could just search it on TikTok and you'll find people with whole dissertations about it. But please search um, because you tell us is right. All those people are based on queer identities and it's one of the issues um, in the way that we view queer people in everyday life. They're either hypersexualized or they are attached to criminality. Um, so anyway, my name's Lex. I love your show. Just started listening over the past few months and I look forward to it twice a week. And I'm eventually going to jump on the Patreon because I really want to support more of your content. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. Bye, y'all. Oh, Lex came through 
with the knowledge. And Tanel was like, shut up, Shanti. You don't know. No, I didn't. I, like, I didn't. I said I didn't know this. This is about it. Yeah. So y'all just got a sneak peek into how Shanti really views me. Because if you go back and listen to that episode, that is not what I said. I still don't get gay from Jafar. What? He is the gayest. For real? Yes. Ah, look at it. Maybe I haven't seen it. Who else did you say was gay? Jafar, Scar, I Ursula. I didn't get gay from Scar either. Um, Ursula, I guess. Huh. I don't be, you know, I don't remember nobody, uh, the villain. It doesn't matter. It matters, but we don't need their names right now. I think Lex. You got to go back. I'm telling you, you got to go into the YouTube world and then you will realize that all the Disney creators are pedophiles and that they tried to drop. <laughs> Lex, thank you so much for calling because as you can see, we need, we need to surround ourselves with people who are smarter than us, who have done the research, you know? We sitting here reading they put captions and all types of nasty <laughs> words in the dust and the particles and the the berry dust. No, I know that. I know that. Uh, um, what did Atlanta say? All oh, good girls take off their clothes, take off their clothes, take off their clothes. You can hear it. Me and Tina used to play it back. Me and my sister used to play it back to try to hear it. And then yeah, when Nala fell in the dust, sex appeared, and then the castle in the Little Mermaid. What do you call it when something looks like a penis? It's phallic. Phallic. Let me see. Listen, I almost no. said fecal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ciao. We got to read. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I think the woman that's playing Ursula is Melissa McCartney, right? I actually don't know. I could have just Melissa said McCartney? any white name. Is she a Did I just say singer? any white name? Who is Melissa McCartney? <laughs> Wait, that's not her name? Melissa Mrs. McCarthy? McCarthy. That's okay. Whoa. I was close. Wow. Okay. Um, anyway. All right. Let's 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 take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to have our special guest. And it's going to be just a blast. All right? Take us out, Shanti. Girl, you got me looking at this penis and this um, children's <laughs> imagery. Okay, may you please take us out, please? <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. 
Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we are back. So everyone, as we stated, we have a very special guest here. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet this young woman. And you, as you heard, um, I was at the PVO Pioneers brunch with my homie. Shout out to Nas, Chi, and Dio. And I believe Nas um, reached out to you. He speaks very highly of this, this guest that we have. And, um, yeah, he's like, yo, we need somebody to curate and facilitate the conversation because, you know, the whole premise was that they were honoring uh, women and women pioneers in terms of, like, being, one, being supporters of their brand and also just being pioneers in the space that they're in. And so they really wanted to intentionally take a back seat and listen more, which I really appreciated. Yeah. And so this lovely young lady stood up and tried to reel in a group of outspoken <laughs> <laughs> women from all different backgrounds as we chatted and drank and got a little, um, I guess a little turned up a little bit, but you really um, held the fort down very well. And I was really interested in all the work that you do outside of um, what you were doing at PBO. So, again, I like for folks to introduce themselves. I want to make sure that um, that you're able to just honor yourself and speak life into yourself as you see fit. So, mm -hmm. without further ado, we are here with our girl, Danny. I ain't going to give you them your government. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Thank you so much, Antoinette. Of course. That. Um, yeah, the brunch was amazing. I'm so happy we got to connect. That's how I'm here. That was the purpose of the brunch. But I am Danny. Um, thank you both for having me tonight. I am the owner and founder of Convo, spelled C-O-N-V-E-A-U-X, not the traditional spelling, a little different. Uh, and Combo is a life and relationships wellness service. It is specifically for minority men and women, and I've also added teens recently. And what we do is we provide therapeutic products and services and therapeutic events. If you guys know what therapeutic events are, if you've ever been to therapeutic events. Can you um, tell us about that? Yeah. So therapeutic <laughs> events are things that we enjoy doing but you're coming out with a takeaway. Got it. So it could be your everyday forms, workshops, um, mixers we have, and then we have partnership events like we're doing in October. But each time you come to one of our experiences, you're leaving with a takeaway. So you're not just coming to talk. You're not just coming to party. You're not just coming to stare at the person across the room and hope that they speak to you. <laughs> you are coming to really like develop. Like there's a lot of development and self-awareness going on, but you're having a good time doing it. That's the thing about Combo. Combo is very unique because we have strategies which allow you to do this self-development, but we make it fun and we make that it enjoyable. So dope. I love it's that. giving duality. Thanks which is what we are all about here on Around the Way Curls. Um, so I 
I meet, I saw you were, you posted and it caught my eye and I said, wait a minute. Now she got to talk about this. Um, you posted that you were having an event called the business of marriage, right? And that was in partnership with who now? Chase. Chase who? Chase, chasing you down the street or what? who was it? J.P. Morgan Chase. There you go. Talk your shit, queen. Yes, yes. That was was a big one, yes. J.P. Morgan Chase. I partnered with them to do the business of marriage. And that was actually a long time coming because we had planned that back in 2019. Mm, Okay. Oh, 2019. What? And then COVID and everything got in the way. Yep. As soon as I hear 2019, it's just derailment (laughs) after that. We thought we thought we were gonna be, you know, outside <laughs> doing some things, and we were gonna hit everybody with the business of marriage, and then COVID was like, nah, never mind. Damn. Which you know what? It was actually a good thing because it just helped the entire event re-transform into something that I couldn't even imagine. Like mm-hmm. the way it was planned originally is not what it ended up being. It was ten times better than what we originally planned so everything happens for a reason got it so we i want us all to talk Mm -hmm. about the business of marriage now danny you're married no no not yet you're not i thought you were engaged no engaged i just sped it up child well you you basically did that's okay (laughs) you did um all right shanti's partnered and i am single so okay. these are great perspectives. Yep. So I really yep. wanted to talk about the business of marriage. And so I would like to first and foremost say that I am someone, <laughs> probably because I'm single, that I'm always approaching it in this like, you know, you have to marry for love and emotional support uh, and spiritual not fulfillment. Not I wish you could have saw that. This <laughs> yeah. is <my> girl. <laughs> Uh, that's when we need to break the cycles. <laughs> she said, nah, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what I get out of this. But I'm that person that's like, oh, finances. And we'll get into why a little bit later. Okay. But I'm curious to know, you know, in my research for this, in many ways, marriage is like a business arrangement, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, so, like, if you think about it, two people, they get a license, right. they make an agreement. And then they pull their resources together towards a common goal. And then if you have children, it's like these little kind of businesses that you're spitting off and trying to like nurture and you're responsible for it. So I want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. What does the business of marriage mean? What does that encapsulate? It's interesting because it was, it was a intentional play on words Mm -hmm. because with that, event and with that topic, we wanted it to promote exactly what it sounded like, the business, like what you thought it was. Like, yeah. is are we talking about marriage being a business? Are we talking about what is the business of being married? Like, we, I purposely titled it like that so that it could be like that triggering thought process. Um, and honestly, that's one of the main things I wanted people to think about. Like, why do you want to be married? That was one of the main questions of that topic. Like, why do you want to be married? Do you want to be married for something like what Antoinette said? I just, I want to do these social media goals type love and, you know, be I didn't say it was going to be on social media. <laughs> I ain't say all that now. <laughs> or do you want to be married because you got things to do and legacies to 
create and you understand that, you know, if love is not there at first, maybe eventually it'll come, maybe not, but regardless, you guys are going to get it done. So that was mainly like with that topic in the event um, was supposed to trigger when people first saw the title, it was supposed to trigger like those ongoing thoughts of in conversation around what you believe marriage to be when it comes to business too. Got it. So our beloved Dr. Umar, (laughs) he says that marriage is an economic contract, right? And so, and he was talking about that in terms of why he's so against interracial marriage, which is that video clip cracks me up every time I see it, but I digress. So I started to think about this economic contract and I was like, okay, I guess for me in thinking about it, I was like, oh, marriage just feels really tied into when when I approach it from an economic standpoint, it feels tied to status. Um, but then I thought about it. I was like, well, you do get tax breaks. And I was like, well, dual income would be nice. I could possibly invest in other things if I had help. And then you tie on, like, I have a friend who's, um, how do I say this? Her parents are married. Ooh. One parent works one parent has a pension and that pension is basically what sustains them but also he's able to keep his insurance and so that's how the wife is able to have care you know so even if she didn't have that marriage if that was just his partner she -hmm. wouldn't be able to be on his health insurance right then I started thinking about prenups right and I'm like wow like understanding who gets what how much money you get per kid, how much money you get per year, like how do we quantify that and place numerical value on it? And it just kind of started blowing my mind. So let me take some steps back, and I want to ask all three of us what are or what would be our approach when it comes to finances in marriage? What does that look like? Mm. And I don't want you to go first because I feel like you you kind of have more experience, so I want <laughs> Shanti, you go first. What would that look like? Um, I think I would want to know what the person's P&Ls are. What are your expenses each month? How much money? If, if we're going to get married, like if we're going to do this, how? what are your expenses? How much debt do you have? What's your goal? What's your uh, credit score? And then decide how we're going to handle all of our finances. Are we going half C's? Are we, what happens if I get sick and I'm disabled? What's the plan then? What happens? I'm asking you what's your, what, what you would want it to be. Not what you would ask them. Not what you're. Oh, what I would want Not how you would have the conversation. What's your ideal? I would want that kind of clarity and then I can make a decision. I don't know if I can make decisions unless I know like what is going on with, what's going on with your man. Well, I mean, like, do you want to go have these? Not necessarily. I think, like, if we were to purchase a home, possibly, I think it depends on who's making a shit ton of money. Like, if he's making, like, triple what I'm making, then there's, like, like, equality that I think should be recognized. If I'm making triple what he's making and I'm, like, and I want to live a certain standard of life, and expect him to, he ain't got it. So, all right, I'm going to cover half of that, but then it's my asset maybe. I don't know. Like, mm. but I would, I would want equality. 
I would want my own money. I would want him to maybe have his own money and then we share like operational expenses. What are the food that comes in, mortgage, expense, kids stuff, clothing. And you you have a daughter right now, so your partner when you when they get when you marry them and and her father is in her life, but when you marry whoever you marry, if you get married, ideally they would also be responsible financially for your for the child. operational costs, but not for like maybe not for her tuition because she has a father that can pay for the tuition. But like, yeah, she's here. We're we're making food for her, so yeah, you gotta pay for the bed. You gotta pay for the lights. But shelter like, her shelter, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe not her tuition. Maybe college is something that has to be discussed. Camps, like, that's not necessarily his responsibility. I don't know. That's a tricky one. But then Interesting, it, right? And then it comes down to, like, what something? What if something happens to me? You're just going to watch me fold? Mm. That ain't my... That ain't... I don't know. That's where it gets... Mm. Cr- I don't know. So, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was thinking about this and I have to be honest. I feel like a lot of women and men, but women mostly to me, they sound insane when they start talking about the requirements they have around money in relationships. And maybe that's deeply rooted in me not seeing um a woman, I guess, taken care of financially in a particular way coming up. Right. And I, I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But some of it just feels like nuts. Some of, some of it feels like, girl, you you really think that this person's supposed to pay for your nails, your this, your that, like everything? You're not supposed to pay for anything? So that that kind of blows my mind. Like the upkeep expenses blows my mind because I'm like, why is that his why is that his role? Um and I feel like maybe it's also because certain voices voices are amplified in the space. Like when it, when you see stuff on online, it's like, oh, this this man just bought this iced out right. necklace, and I'm like, what? Like, do you have land? You know, like I I'm just always thinking about priorities. But I have to be honest and say, um, as much as I want help, right, and I I really want partnership. I would be really uncomfortable in a situation where I relied on a partner to finance my lifestyle. Like if if I wound up with someone who made way more money than me, right? I would, one, be nervous because it's like, okay, if something happens to us, I crumble. Like I can't pay the bills. I can't hold us down. You know, and and that makes me really nervous because one, that puts a certain amount of pressure on him to be this protector, provider, this and that's not quite the energy that I'm looking for in a partner or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then two, I think I would probably feel a bit inadequate. I will also I, I would have a lot of difficulty relinquishing that kind of control around my own shelter and safety and stability mm-hmm. of like, whoa. If something happens to you, I'm not okay. Like I can't sustain us. And so I thought about that and I and I know that a lot of people will dream about this like knight in shining armor, like this prince will come and sweep you off your feet, but that comes with a whole set of um 
expectations that makes me really uncomfortable. Ideally for me, I would love to still to step into a relationship where um, I have mine, just like Shanti says, you have yours. It's but it's all it's ours. And then we also have joint like I'm not the person as much as I want to be able to take care of myself. And I do take care of myself. If you need it, of course, we're we're married. Right. I fuck around and do that dumb shit now. And I'm just trying to date. So (laughs) (laughs) so to be clear, it's not that I'm, you know, like withholding funds or anything like that. It's more. I'm more concerned around the roles, especially the gender roles. And I think this would be a really interesting conversation to have with someone in, I always say this in same sex relationships. And I had, I reached out to a couple of people who I know about this and they said that even within the LGBTQIA community, there are still the femmes, the this, the that, and they take on those roles oftentimes within those relationships, like whatever, um, whatever I guess you're more geared toward, it's still in that kind of um, viewpoint of man and woman and those roles, which kind of blew my mind a little bit, but I only talked to like two people, so. But yeah, I I don't know. I I get uncomfortable when people pick up the check. Like I went on a date, uh, I guess semi-recently, and we went to two spots. And the first spot he paid, and then I made sure the second spot I paid. And he was looking at me like I was a weirdo a little bit, but I just was like, I I felt inclined to do it because it's like, well, you don't know me. You don't owe me anything. And we'll get into that later too because dating and marriage is different. But what is is your ideal view, Danny? And what is your advice since you do this? I I always say whatever works best for you as a couple. So my thing is always... You know, your life change when you get together. Mm. There's no more me, I, it's a we thing. So for me, it has to be teamwork. Like, I've never been kind of like you two. I've never been the person that looks for someone to do 100% because that's always my thought is future planning. Like, what am I going to do if things go left? Mm -hmm. Can I maintain? Can I get back on my feet? Do I have some, you know some some fluff under me that I've built up while this person so I've never been that one to want like everything one even to this day like even if my partner is like oh I can't wait to get this amount of money so that you don't have to do anything and I'm like no I'm still gonna do something (laughs) you know like I don't I still want the teamwork for me the teamwork is big like we both need to be um all in for me like we both need to have our things going on um having our businesses separately and then having one together. Um, Same thing with the kids. Taking care of our children together. I came in with children. I didn't come in with the expectation, like, you need to take over now and be the daddy. Like, you know, I didn't didn't come in, but I knew that we're sharing a household. So as long as the children are in this household, the things that we both contribute to are for them too. Like, it can't be a, um, you know, I'm going to make you a plate and not the kids. And they just sit there looking like, well, I'll wait till mommy get out the bathroom. You know, it's a teamwork thing where we're all putting in. So for me, I feel like financially, that's what works. Having the conversations, and it's tough because I'm a woman and 
I'm a woman that likes to things. I like things. <laughs> like, you know, I like to spend. I like shiny things. I like to eat out. So mm-hmm. having that financial conversation was tough, but it's important. Like you have to, you can't circle around it. You can't tiptoe around it. So like being able to say like, you know, well, are you going to get a little more responsible with your spending now that it's not just about you anymore? Mm-hmm. I, you know, you have both of us to think about, yes, what if something happens, like Shanti said, to one of us, and you've been out here just spending like it's still, you know, party time for you, and now we need your income to hold us both down. So that kind of conversation, like, again, that future planning conversation, like, you got to pull back on your spending habits. You don't need, you know, that extra spongy thingy because it's cute. And you like buying things on Amazon, like, you know, cut back on that. And that's conversations me and my partner has have had. Like, I love Amazon. And he's like, you don't need extra plates. That's a conversation we had to have. Like, you don't. And I would just be biting my bottom lip. Like, ah, he said not to get this. You know, it's the, it's the tough conversation and teamwork conversation that we had to have when it came to the financials, the credit, the part that you guys mentioned. I never thought that I would have to, especially coming from a background of strong, Black, independent woman. It didn't even dawn on me that I need to show someone my credit, <laughs> like besides someone that I was trying to get a loan from or, but like a partner is like, why are you in my business? Like, you know, <laughs> my credit, but I'm like, wow, I really have to like, oh, dang, I have to do this. So luckily it was somebody that was very understanding and wanted to help me, you know, do better for myself too. But we had to have that sit down. I had to open up that Credit Karma app and I had to hand the phone over and turn my face. <laughs> we had to do that. So I feel so deeply connected to honesty and trust. Like, it, it, yeah, they're yeah. not separate at all. Maybe people feel like, they're separate things because it's it's money, but like it's not. I always tell people don't wait. Like even if you're dating, Antoinette said like she she starts to do those things now. That's actually perfectly fine because even if you're dating and you see the potential in the person, like okay, I think I might want to take this next step. You can start having little small financial talks, like you know. I take five vacations a year. Like, if, uh, just an example, you guys are talking and that person, you never know what would come out of it. They might be like, whoa, five? Isn't that a little expensive? And you get, like, you know, you get some insight on how they feel about something like that. Whereas you might meet another person that's like, oh, it's lit. Let's try to do six to seven. You know, like, so those are the conversations that need to be had. And I tell people, like, don't wait until you think it's the person that you want to marry. And don't wait until you're about to get married. You could be dating for two and three years, trying to tiptoe around those difficult conversations. And then when you go to do something big, like buy a house or get married, a lot hits the fan. <laughs> like it, get, it gets real ugly then. And you don't want to have to like, you know, be in a place where you guys feel like you can't move forward. So I always say, don't wait. Have it sooner than later, those conversations, even in the dating stage. I, I some considerations, right? And this makes me so uncomfortable because it feels like you're sizing someone up, you know, in terms of their their actual value. <laughs> Capitalism. We always circle back to this shit. But like when you some of the things that folks consider that I found on the interwebs was like, what's your tax bracket? 
How much debt do you have? How many dependents do you have? What are your assets? What's your credit score? What's your savings in your 401k? What's your retirement plan? And then one that comes to mind for me that I didn't see is like, what is your relationship with money? Do you understand how money actually works? That's my main thing is like, if you if I feel like you're working towards something, but you understand money, you know how to manage your money. You know, like I have so much more respect for that than somebody who's balling out and they're just spending frivolously. Again, it's like, do you own land? Is any of your money making money? Like that's where I go is um, mm-hmm. immediately. But I couldn't imagine sitting down with somebody. I guess I could. I could. But not in the beginning of like being in the dating phase. Four months in, you're enjoying each other's company. And then you're like, so how much debt do you have? Like what? (laughs) You know, it's definitely like you got to check off my boxes. And I hate putting people in those boxes, but it is important. What about the couples that don't... I'm sorry, go ahead if you want to respond. To that no, thing. that's... I, I'm... I If you want to... Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw your face when I was saying that. You're like, wow. But like, is that... Are you having those conversations, Shanti? Uh, <laughs> oh. She's all to, to an extent. To an okay. extent. Because, I mean, once you're with somebody for four to five years, it's like, I know what the struggle is. You see my struggle. Like I see, Mm -hmm. we see the patterns we see. I don't know the numbers, but I, I at least have a deep sense of what your relationship to money is. And like, you see what the things are. I grew up in a household where my mom got the the house was in her name. I know so many women who they're buying houses and it's in their name and they're Mm -hmm. not necessarily, they happen to be married at that time. But a lot of women are making the decision to be like, I still want to be with him. I don't, he got his thing over here. We already talked about where we're at. He got his little recovery to do. I'm a teamwork to help him with his recovery, but I'm in a place that I'm going to buy this house and I'm going to make sure my finances are at a place that if he leaves, if he fumbles, I'm still going to be able to afford to keep this house. Mm-hmm. do you think that that causes conflict in a relationship or do you think if there's that clarity that that's okay as well? Yeah, if it's if the conversation is not had around it, like you said, if there's no clarity around it, it could cause conflict because someone might feel like you're just looking out for yourself. But if you have the right conversation and the right relationship with your partner, they'll get it. They'll get it like, you know, if something happens to me, she wants to make sure she's good. Or if something happens to her, he wants to make sure he's good. And it's a lot of relationships that they actually prefer to operate that way. Because you never want the other person to be without. I wonder how if I wonder though if there's resentment of like, oh, you got one foot out the door and one foot out the other kind of that which, which for, that but makes for business, me uncomfortable. fuck your feelings. Like this is business. Fuck your feelings. I love you to death. I got your back, but also I feel like that I'm gonna be able to cover my rent and be able to cover my daughter's tuition regardless. Like, but how is it fuck your feelings in a marriage? That's what, like, if I was marrying some, if I was marrying somebody, right, and they said my name wasn't going on a house, I'd be like, what? What? On the house, like, what are you even saying? I would never think 
to get a house and not put my partner's name on it. I mean, maybe I maybe I'm bread. Here's the thing. Maybe it's revealing something to me. Is it I'm not interested in being with somebody where I got to pay for the whole house, baby. (laughs) I don't know. But even still, like, I guess if it was my all of my money, I tell you. I know that the house that I grew up in, that down payment came from mama. She, she, (laughs) she saved all her money for that. And my father's name was on it, but he, you know, contributed. I I don't know what, what, what they worked out, but I'm sure it wasn't even a thought. I'm, I'm thinking about, again, a couple that I know, she could not afford to stay in the house that, they currently live in if something happened to her husband, not he leaving or but like if there was any death or anything like that, she couldn't afford to stay there. And so he's older. And so if he does pass, that's like you, her name needs to be on the home. It's her home. You know, like she has to get the home so she can like sell it. And so I'm, I'm having all of these conversations as well with, um, parents and with just older folks on assets on what happens when and if something happens to them and it's super financial and then especially when you're dealing in with marriages where folks have remarried or have children that they don't you know it wasn't they didn't create together then you have to navigate well I paid for this house it's I have two kids of my own you're my wife. I'm going to put the house in your name. But if something happens to you, that needs to pass down to my kids and your kids can get some, but my kids can't be left out. Like it's so complicated. Can you, and I can completely understand that because it's like, I paid for this house. Those are my kids. I'm gonna hold you down, but your kids aren't my kids. And my kids got grandkids. It's just, it's tricky. It's Tricky. That's why you got to have your own shit. I'm telling you. No, you got to write it out on paper. It has to be talked out on paper. You have to figure that all out. Like, How do you approach that conversation, Danny? What What is the care? Advisor first. Once you get to that point, you definitely need a financial advisor because a good one is going to tell you like the best way to go about that, especially when it comes to assets and property. You'd be surprised how many couples prefer, and I just saw a post on this recently, to not put both of their names on. Oh, wow. On the mortgage. Did they yeah, say like, why? Because there, there's a method to the madness when it comes to that financially. Again, the business mm. aspect of it. It's like it's like a divide and conquer, even in your, your marriage, even in your relationship. And they had a good graphic that went along with it, too in the post and I'm like wow I bet you a lot of people the the title of the post was do not get married before you buy a house mm. like don't do that yeah yeah so it's, it was another podcast but um it said don't do that first like buy your houses separately first and then get married and both of your names don't have so they had like a whole strategy and some people prefer that again it has to be a conversation because I know many people that they're like no my name needs to be there. I need to see my name there. If, you know, anything happens, we both have some kind of benefit to this property, to these assets. And if you both agree, then you, you know, you're good. But if you don't, you need someone, you need a professional to let you know 
whether or not you're being rational and a financial advisor should be involved even again in my partnership that was one of the things we did when we were thinking about life insurance we did our mm-hmm. own research but we were like okay we're gonna get the person in and do the counseling with us sit down and that's how we came to our decision we sat down with the the financial advisor they told us what was best what made the most sense um even down to who the beneficiaries were Had we not had that, you know, extra guidance, then I don't know how soon we could have come to an agreement. So it helped. I think that's something I would advise people. If you can't come to an agreement right away, unless you just both have it figured out, like you've been doing your planning before and you're like, okay, we're good. We're going to do this. Get somebody involved. That's great advice. So Chanti, do you have anything to follow up? Because I'm about to derail it a little bit. All right. So (laughs) I was on... I, when I look at social media specifically, and I touched on this earlier, and I'm I'm like deeply disheartened by I think how folks express love um, to one another, and I think that it is like really deeply rooted in um, gifts and like gifts that really don't mean anything to the partner, but more about like I I just got to show off, mm-hmm. you know, the stat our status or my status and. And it's a lot of bling and it's a lot of like, oh, I'm going to put X amount of flowers all over the hotel room that somebody got to fucking clean up. I'm going to spend <laughs> a million it. dollars on balloons. That's just, you know, it's just like, what? So I was thinking about it and I was like, what is this rooted in? Is it rooted in our ego mm-hmm. or is it rooted in, and I'm sure it is, or is it kind of rooted in like, I'm going to show you my value so you know I what I could offer you so that you choose me. And it made me think about dowries. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so for folks that don't know, like dowries are like sets of assets, money, material goods, uh, real estate, right? That in tr- traditionally a bride's family will gift a groom. This is way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, it and it happens, happens now. It, it still, still happens. Still, yeah. um, when the two are wed. And the purpose of a dowry is basically, first it gives the bride and groom the money and goods that they'll need to build a home together, a life together. And then second, like the loss of a dowry, the bride, excuse me, the loss of the dowry gives the bride some manner of protection, like in cases of where her husband might become abusive or leave her or whatever the case is. And I thought it was interesting. Traditionally, dowries are um, conditional. So, like, if it doesn't work back, work, they take it back. <laughs> and I didn't know that. The grooms were liable to pay the dowry back if they did not stay together. Oh, and then the opposite of the dowry is also, like, the bride price, right? Which, by the name, you could pretty much tell what that is. Um, and so that's where the bride's, the groom, rather, will pay the bride's family um, in order to secure her hand in marriage. And so now I see less of the dowries, right? And now I see more of like, you got a trick in order to get me. And it's it's rooted in the hot girl summer. It's rooted in all this like city girls, we up. It's it's very much that. And it it upsets me. And and I feel um deeply like invested in tearing that down. But then I had to ask myself, like, 
do we have like modern day bride prices? Like even in our, even in dating, even if it's not a price, like when we go on a date, it's like he better pay for me if he want to take me out, if he mm-hmm. want to get to know me. I'm I'm trying to understand what the difference is in an engagement ring. How big is the ring? That's proof of the kind of life you'll have, right? And it's not in my mind, but traditionally it is. How big can the wedding be? How big can the cake be? How extravagant is everything? It's proof of like how he'll quote unquote provide. So I'm just curious to know your thoughts on that. That's all external validation. That's mainly what majority of that is rooted in. If no one could see any of that stuff, it wouldn't be as big as of a of a deal. Like most women who want really big rings or the shiniest ring, it's not because that's what she really wants. Like she didn't just wake up and was like, I want the shiniest ring. It's embedded. It's it's because you saw it, because you had to mm-hmm. have to have a bigger ring than someone else. You have to have a bigger house. It has to look like your partner is spoiling you more than the next chick who posted. The first thing they want to run and do is show everybody how much they're being loved. And we're learning more and more from social media that a lot of that is smoke and mirrors because one minute we see people all happy and getting these things and, you know, being spoiled and with the city girl life. And then they're, they're not together the next minute, you know, there's some kind of blow up. And we then we realize it was all for show. But I think that the majority of that is not it's not an individual thing. It's not something that the person actually, if we take a step back and really think to ourselves, like, is this what I want or do I want this person? Or do I just want to seem like my partner is loving me because they're they're giving me material things and that's what love means to me. A lot of us don't even know what love truly means to us. Like we can't verbalize that. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's all external. I think I want to say if I had to put like a percentage on it, I would say like ninety eight percent. That's how that's how steep I would go. Ninety eight percent of that is for external validation. Like I even find myself wrapped in it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm very much a person that could like you know separate myself from all the 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 hoopla and uh, you know everything going on in social media. But I find myself like what you guys were talking about. If you're not in a relationship yet, then you have people who are like, oh, when are you going to meet someone? If you're not married yet and you're engaged and like, when are you guys getting married? You know, like you find yourself trying to live up to external expectations. And that's what majority of people are truly, especially now in our generation, that's majority of what's happening is living up to these external um, expectations, which could be very, very dangerous. And the reason I say that is because you stray away from like the core, mm-hmm. why you're there, why you want to be there. And you start to do everything for everyone else, except for you and your partner. It's like when I see, and I love, I love a wedding. I love a celebration of, of love. Right. But now <laughs> I will look at a wedding and be calculating the cost in my head. Like, Oh my God, this <laughs> All this money and resources could have been spent in another way. Mm-hmm. And again, could be deeply rooted and I'm not used to being celebrated or or having lavish parties thrown on my behalf or things like that, or even spending that kind of money on myself. But 
I guess for the folks that are affected by social media, they do want the wedding, they do want the ring, what advice would you give them in terms of their approach to having those things, but having them within their budget? That advice, again, that I would give them, it's a conversation to be had, especially with your partner, because you don't want to be in this partnership or get in this partnership and you're aiming really, really high and you're putting that pressure on your partner to aim really, really high. And it the next thing you know, it ruins the whole dynamic of the partnership. So it's a conversation that needs to be had. Like, again, the importance. What is the importance? Like, is this truly important to you? Since you were seven years old, did you mm-hmm. want a big, golden, shiny wedding cake <laughs> that was four layers? Like, is that really important to you? Is this something you've always dreamt about? Or is this something like you just feel like you have to have one up on someone else. Those difficult conversations, like they have to be had. Having people, one, that's self-reflection. That's what we do at Convo. That's why Convo has the events that we have and we have the dialogue that we have at the events because we want, you know, our people, just in general, our generation, our era. Um, We're getting better with therapy. We are. I'll give us that. We're getting better with therapy. We're getting better with self-care. But we're still a little hesitant to be consistent with Mm -hmm. work. We're still hesitant to be consistent. And when we're not doing the work, we're not able to see ourselves in a certain light. So with, you know, events and programs like Combo, you're able to see, like, that self-awareness. And what I do with my couples, I say, like, this thing that you want, this lifestyle that you want, Is it coming from your true self or is it coming from something external? It's a conversation that needs to be had. When they're at combo events, if they're not going to therapy consistently, they hear it from other people, other perspectives. They hear it from me as the host, as the facilitator, and it triggers a little something in their head. Like, am I doing this for the goals or am I doing this because this is what I really want? So I would, my advice to them would be like to really sit with yourself. Like to sit mm. with yourself and your partner, of course, but you know, it's going to be some riffraff if you both are on separate pages, but to sit with yourself and just think to yourself, like, is this something I really want? I've never been a fan of a like diamond ring mm. and I wasn't going to become one, <laughs> you know, just because I see it everywhere and people have around me have really big shiny rocks. I wasn't going to pressure myself into I needed this. I wanted what I wanted since I had a replica of the ring I wanted as a teenager. And I wasn't straying away from that. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm I'm a rose quartz girl. Like, I love rose quartz. Aww. I love that. And that's every partner I've had has known that I wanted a rose quartz. I wasn't going to let the external pressures of seeing people post their biggest, shiniest rings or, you know, everything becomes left-handed because you got a big, shiny ring. Like, I wasn't going to let that stray me away even when I got engaged I had friends that were kind of like oh that's the ring you wanted you know like that was that was how they asked and I'm like yes yes it is and I like it it's pink I like pink I wasn't letting them like take me away from what me being true to myself me wanting that ring was me being true to myself and again it's a conversation that needs to be had even the type of wedding the type of lifestyle I'm not going to do all of these things for someone else's validation. I'm going to be doing them because I want to be true to myself. I feel like a lot of partnerships stray away from that, being true to themselves. I posted it in my story recently. 
I'm like, how many relationships do you believe are truly based on the people liking one another? Mm. Or how many of them are based on looking good on paper? Like, that's what I asked in my story posts. And it was the higher percentage was that most people are together because it looks good on paper. So then let me ask you, when I said what I said at the beginning, why did you make the face that you made? When you were talking about love? Yeah, when I was like, you know, I'm one of these people that I want to be filled spiritually. I'm not really thinking about finances. He was like, girl, what the fuck? Because it's hardly ever that. (laughs) You know, it's just, it sounds good. That's why I made the face because it sounds so beautiful. I always say, like, Disney really messed us up. (laughs) It messed us up bad because we grew up, even, um, you know, of course, some of us have parents and grandparents who have really beautiful relationships if we're that lucky to have witnessed it. And we we felt like that was the standard. But you would want it to be. But that would also mean doing a lot of the work that a lot of us are straying away from doing in order to have what Antoinette was describing. Like that love and it's beautiful. We all want it, but it doesn't always start that way. That's why I made that face because it, it doesn't, it starts that way that first two or three weeks when you meet them and it's all butterfly and, you know, everything is going good. And then once the representative leaves the building, mm. <laughs> then, then you get the real deal and you have, you know, you got to start thinking about, do you want to uh, do that again? Where you're like, oh, I'm just going to look for love and keep doing that again and again and again. Once, things start to get a little rocky or do you want to understand that it's not always going to be rainbow and rosies and feel as fluffy as we, we wanted it to feel or look on social media. So if I'm hearing you, it's not about the checklist. Don't go into it with your checklist and be like, Oh, you got to have this, 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 and this. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to truly love and like your partner but you also have to have real ass conversations about how the world works mm-hmm. and understand that capitalism is a thing mm-hmm. and that we getting together, we got to be able to mm-hmm. make run the ship. And we got to know like what that looks like. You're, everything you said is right. Everything you said is right. Um, I have, so Convo has an app and I always tell people the app is and not a dating app. I refer to it as an alignment app, because also couples use it. Little do we know, sometimes five years later, you found out surprises because you never had the conversations that needed to be had five years ago. (laughs) So um, the alignment app checks your alignment with your partner or your potential partner, because that is everything you just mentioned is about alignment. So we say with the Convo app, alignment is the assignment. That's the one thing we're missing when we're getting in these relationships or these situationships. Like, are we even aligned in all of those areas you just mentioned? Like, mm-hmm. or most of them may not be 100%, but are we aligned enough to move forward? We go off of butterflies and love and we Looks both six figures. Money. Books, exactly. And we go off of all of that. You could be with someone who has just as much education as you, just as much money, stability, success, look just as good as you, and the two of you be totally misaligned. Mm. 
-hmm. Even with all of that, even with all of that, it sounds so like far-fetched, but it's absolutely true. And like I said, it's a lot of relationships and marriages out here where people have not done the self-reflection. They said to themselves, in the beginning, I want him to have six figures. He better have a BMW. He better, <laughs> he better take me out to eat and pay every single time. They said all of those things, but they never said, I want him to come having already gotten over his mommy issues. Oh. <laughs> you know, like they didn't say something like that. I want him to be able to um, handle his emotions and know how to communicate and respond well in difficult situations, mm-hmm. you know, none of that is being said is I want this, 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 and this, all these material things and things that look good on the outside and nobody's worrying about the inside. So the alignment is what needs to be done. The alignment comes from the inside. You preaching. Well, here we are. Marriage is a business, honey. And, and you need business agreements, I guess, huh? You do. You do. Yeah. Danny, please, first of all, thank you so much. You're we recording on this late Thursday night. Oh, great. Please, please tell the people where they can find you. Tell the people where they can get the app. I don't know who's at my door. Apologies. But go ahead and let the people know. Uh-huh, that was somebody ring my bell. Go ahead. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at Convo, C-O-N-V-E-A-U-X, or my personal page. I don't mind people following. Danny underscore B-E-A-U-X underscore. And I use a lot of the French ending because I found out my last name has some historical background from France. (laughs) So I just started using a French ending both for my business and for my last name on Instagram. So you can find me there. Convo's website is www.moreconvo.com because a lot of people... Every time they come to a convo event, they want more. So you go to moreconvo.com to keep up with our next events, to keep up with our newest things coming out, um, like our TV show that we are promoting now that's coming. We're, do, we're casting. Um, and if you guys know any men or men, if you're out there, you have until tomorrow. I'm sorry. But <laughs> tomorrow to um, email uh, casting at the convo show. Dot com so you have then um and we will we'll be filming the show to match people no process of elimination we're not doing that we're doing alignment is the assignment and getting people the self-work that they need to be better for themselves and be better for someone else that's what convo is all about what we have coming up next um like i told you we do our therapeutic events so we have one coming up in october a partnership with uh, harlem haberdashery take care of harlem and we're going to do a mixer, again, to get people together and socializing and meeting new people and learning something about themselves. After that, if you stay on the website and subscribe, you can see what we have coming up, some surprises in February, um, more of the business of marriage type conversations is going to be coming. That's about it. Girl, that's it. A, after all that, that's Heal. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and get combo cards. I have four marriages out of Convo Cards. So what's a wait? What's Convo Cards? So Convo Cards is a card game that I created for these topics and questions that we wait too late to talk about. And I decided let's just make some cards from all of the topics that happen at Convo events, so that when people meet people and they go on these dates, 
this is an activity that can get them a better idea of if they should even move forward past that date. So I had um, several people take convo cards on their dates. I had people who were already together play convo cards in their house, at their girls' nights, at their games' night, and ended up with four marriages because of the cards. Yes. Two met through convo, and the other two were already together and decided to take the next step. Well, let me go ahead the convo then. <laughs> Watch me come through in a damn. I'm gonna come through in a in a full gown. Like hello. <laughs> anyway, um, Danny, thank you so much. Thank You're you. so appreciated. I wish you nothing but honesty and abundance. Thank you. And love and joy in your upcoming marriage and in your relationship. And um, yeah, I hope to stay in touch. And we'll make sure if you can send us an email with some photos and all the links to all of your things, we'll make sure it's in the episode description. So folks can check you out. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Seriously, I'll play inside, man. Why get married, Pippin? Why? So I typed a text to a girl I used to see Saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be And I apologize if this message gets you down and Then I cc'd every girl that I'd cc round town And hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling Wetness all around me, true But I'm no island, peninsula maybe Makes no sense, I know crazy Give up all this that's in my lap No looking back, spaceships don't come equipped with rear view mirrors they dip as quick as they can the atmosphere is now ripped i'm so like a pip i'm glad it's night so the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum when i shoot the moon high jump the broom like a preemie out the womb my partner yelling too soon don't do it reconsider read some litter sure on the subject you sure you know we got your back like chiropractic if that do you dirty we'll rock her out as in detergent. Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar. I know you ain't a pimp, but pimp, remember what I taught you. Keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart, hey, keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart, man, these girls are smart, three stacks. These-